0: Hi, Jeremy Stillhorn. I'm tuned into the American Variety Network, where I find the shows very educational and entertaining.
1: Right here on American Variety Network. Welcome back to the American Variety Network. I am your host, the Cuckoo Crazy Italian American, aka CIA Alex Cardinelli. And tonight, On the official return of the American Variety Network, I bring to you the debut of a brand new series never before seen here on American Variety Network. Tonight, I debut the American Tragedy series. Each and every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to bring to you a different tragedy And I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about that tragedy. And you're going to leave every Monday knowing how to be prepared in case a future tragedy like this strikes. And you'll be able to leave with your life intact. You know, I'm one of those crazy cuckoo people who like to research certain tragedies and likes to talk about certain tragedies and learn from them. So this morning, I figured, hey, it'd be a great show. A great series of shows to do, and my listeners might appreciate learning about certain tragedies. Now, I primarily am going to focus on the biggest tragedies that have hit the United States of America. Sometimes I might go across the world and do some of the biggest tragedies all over the world, but since my show is called American Variety Network, I might just mainly focus on tragedies that have hit America. We'll see how popular this show gets. But tonight, to get us started, I'm going to discuss the Station Nightclub Fire, which is the United States' fourth deadliest fire, and perhaps, in my opinion, New England's biggest fire. It killed 100 people, it injured 230 people, and luckily... 132 people escaped with their lives. So, with over 400 people inside, 100 of them died, and 230 of them suffered third and fourth degree burns, as well as some other devastating, life-changing injuries, and only 132 of them escaped without any injury. So, this was a really tragic tragic uh fire that caused a lot of harm to people and it actually caused a nightclub to be destroyed so we're going to talk about the station nightclub fire and how it is a tragedy and we're also going to hear from one survivor who was stuck in the burning building on the show tonight so stick around for discussion on the Station Nightclub Fire and find out why this fire in West Warwick, Rhode Island is one of the most memorable fires and one of the worst tragedies in the last 10 years. Discussion on the Station Nightclub Fire is next here on American Variety Network.
0: You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to the right talk show. You're tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show. With your host, the crazy Italian-American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected. laugh at what said, or you may scream. In your case, for back to enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show.
1: learn about our first American tragedy we're gonna talk about I hope you're ready to find out about the 2003 station nightclub fire tragedy because I'm ready to talk about it so before we talk about the actual tragedy I want to start giving out some information about the station nightclub and I want you to listen really closely because some of the information I'm going to give you, holds a very, very, very important fact about the tragedy, and I want you to catch it. Alright, so let's go ahead and get started. Now, the station nightclub was located at 211 Cow Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island. It was a glam metal, rock and roll themed nightclub. So if you were if you lived in Rhode Island and you were very big in rock and roll and glam metal, chances are you've been to the station nightclub before. It actually was a very popular nightclub in New England. I believe it was one of the top five nightclubs that was featured in rock and roll. It was a very, very popular nightclub despite it being a very small nightclub. Now, I just mentioned that it was very small. Its capacity was said to hold about 300 to 405 people. The exact capacity was 404 people. It means that only 404 people could safely fit in the station nightclub. But get this, folks. I want you to pay close attention to this fact. But on the night, February 20th, 2003, it had... 462 people that means it had 58 extra people in a case of an emergency 58 extra people could be a lot pay really a close attention to that fact folks also on that particular night of Thursday February 20th 2003 the night of the fire and tragedy the the rock band Great White, owned by Jack Russell, was to perform live and sing their songs. It had sold out within weeks of their advertising. So the club owners made a lot of money off of the band Great White. It sold out within weeks of people knowing that Great White was going to perform. And actually the owners allowed 50 extra people to buy tickets the day of the event. So they knowingly Let extra people into the building, knowing the building can only hold 404 people. And later on in the show, we're going to see how they were held responsible for over 100 people dying and over 230 people getting injured. All right? So let's talk about the fire now. Let's talk about the actual tragedy. So the fire started at 11.07 p.m. Eastern, 10.07 p.m. PM central 9:07 p.m. mountain and 8:07 p.m. pacific on Thursday, February 20th, 2003. Now, I can't be wrong about this, but it was to my knowledge it may be the worst fire to ever hit New England, all right? Cuz this fire engulfed the building in 5 minutes. So in other words, In less than five minutes, the building was gone. The building burned down in five minutes or so. A really devastating fire that struck Rhode Island. Now, I was only 10 years old at the time of the fire, and I can remember this being one of the most talked about events during the time. You see, I was in elementary school during the fire, And I can remember fire drills were being practiced all throughout the year, and firefighters came into my school educating us students on what to do in case of a situation of a major fire catastrophe such as the Station Nightclub fire had. Now, I also recall seeing on the news that firefighters were coming on stations like NBC, Fox News, And our local news station here in Springfield, Mass., WWLP, educating the citizens on what to do if you're stranded in a burning building. I thought that was very cool. I'd never seen it on TV before at the age of 10, and I really did not know what was going on. It was then when my parents said that a building, station nightclub, burned down in Rhode Island, and 100 people died and 230 people were injured, that's why the firefighters were going on television and telling people what to do in case there was a fire in a building. And I remember this fire actually was one of the most talked about events in New England history. Sure, people talked about 9-11, sure, people talked about Patriots winning the Super Bowl, the Red Sox winning the World Series later on. But I remember the Station Nightclub Fire being one of the most talked about events in New England history. My teachers talked about it. Store owners talked about it. Firefighters talked about it. Even some of the citizens talked about it. And at my birthday party recently, uh, a few of my guests actually were talking about going near the Station Nightclub Fire on the way to my party. And they talked about remembering how the fire was really huge and stuff. So this was a really big tragedy that struck New England. Now, let's talk about how the fire started. Now, the fire started in the band's opening song called Desert Moon. The fire was caused by pyrotechnics. And pyrotechnics usually start a lot of fires. It is believed that the pyro hit some acoustic foam, which was being used as means of soundproofing. Now, all my podcasting friends out there, and all my friends who play guitar or perform in a band, know that soundproofing is a way to remove any additional unwanted sounds. You can use foam or any kind of material to block out the sound. So that your listeners and your audience get good quality uh, volume and good quality audio. And your voice comes through clearly. So that's what soundproofing is. Now at first, the people inside the building believed that it was part of the act. However, not a minute later, only after the fire reached the ceiling and smoke began to pour out, did people realize That it was actually an emergency. Alright. Now it is of my opinion. If people would have left. The moment of the first sight of fire. So many lives would have been saved. In my opinion. Alright. I really do feel that way. If you saw fire and you left. You would still be here today. In my personal opinion. But when the pyrotechnics stopped. The entire stage was engulfed in flames with most of the band members and entourage fleeing for the west exit by the stage they were all lucky to be alive now during this time the band members left the fire alarm had alerted the emergency services and firefighters had been dispatched now everybody every single person The 462 people inside the building bolted for the front door, which resulted in everyone being packed together, which resulted in the exit being blocked, and unfortunately, most of the deaths came from the front door entrance. Very, very, very sad. So, all of these 462 people were jammed like sardines trying to get at the front door. That is where the capacity plays an important role in this tragedy. Those extra 58 people caused 100 people ultimately to pass away. Now, you may argue with me, but the owners knew the capacity, and they are the reason for so many people dying. I don't care what you say. It is of my personal opinion. Safety is number one. I don't care about profit. I don't care about making money off a band. I care about the safety of my customers. So I 100% hold the owners of the station nightclub fire for the actual passing of so many people. There was only 404 people in the air. Chances are the death rate would not be so high. But again, that is just my personal opinion. Now of the... 100 people who passed away only one band member passed away and that was the lead guitarist ty lungley and he was also one of the most popular people to die now the people who were injured all 230 people injured either they were either injured from burns third and fourth degree burns smoke inhalation or trampling so they either got burned by the flame or they breathed in that black smoke which caused injuries to them, or they fell on top of somebody and got injured by being cut by wood or burned, or simply falling and breaking a bone. Now, only half of the 230 people left unharmed. So, luckily, some people were able to escape without injuries or without burns. Now, it has been revealed by several survivors, that a bouncer stopped people from escaping through the stage exit, stating that the door is for the band only, and I really don't understand why he did that, a lot of lives could have been saved if they exit through the stage, I'm not sure why a bouncer stopped them, maybe it's rules in a non-emergency, but in an emergency, rules are thrown out the window, in my opinion. Uh, I think a lot of people would still be alive if they were able to go through the stage exit. That bouncer must have been a complete moron, or he was being paid off to not let people go through the stage. But in an emergency, you have to think survival. Now, this fire has been caught on camera, and can be viewed on YouTube. Yes, unfortunately, that is correct. This tragedy can be seen on YouTube, and I actually saw the video firsthand on YouTube. It's a very graphic video. You can actually hear the screams of people inside the burning building. You can hear them fear for their safety, fear for their life. And you can actually see the dark smoke. And the flames taking over the building was a very, very sad video. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why people would put that video on YouTube. And I was kind of sad seeing, ultimately seeing possibly 100 people die in that video. Because we will never know who in that video passed away. And I really don't think that video belongs on YouTube. But, each, to, each their own opinion, right? If you want, you could probably look on YouTube to find that video. It's called Station Nightclub Fire. That's all I typed in. And then the first video I saw was that tragic video. And it has a lot of views, surprisingly. It has mixed reactions, mixed comments in the comment section below on YouTube. Which is expected, of course. But... Really, I don't think it belongs on YouTube, like I said. But the original videotaker, Brian Butler, filmed the entire fire. Now, here is how Brian Butler would go on to describe the fire. He can actually tell us how the fire was because he experienced it firsthand. I'm only speaking on what I've heard, and I'm sharing what I've heard to all of you, my listeners. I'm like a birdie uh, telling you what I found in my research and what I've heard from people about the Station Nightclub fire. But Brian Butler posted on an article what he experienced from the fire firsthand as a survivor. So here we go. Quote, unquote, from Brian Butler. Quote, It was that fast. As soon as the pyrotechnics stopped, the flames had started on the egg crate backing behind the stage, and it just went up the ceiling. And people stood and watched it, and some people backed off. When I turned around, some people were already trying to leave, and others were just sitting there going, yeah, that's great. And I remember that statement because I was like, This is not great. This is the time to leave. At first, there was no panic. Everyone just kind of turned. Most people still just stood there. In the other rooms, the smoke hadn't gotten to them yet. The flame wasn't that bad. They didn't think anything of it. Well... I guess once we all started to turn toward the door and we got bottlenecked into the front door, people just kept pushing and eventually everyone, including myself, popped out the door. That's when I turned back. I went around back. There was no one coming out the back door anymore. I kicked out a side window to try to get people out of there. One guy did crawl out. I went back around the front again and that's when you see people stacked on top of each other, trying to get out of the front door. And by then, the black smoke was pouring out over their heads. I noticed when the pyro stopped, the flame had kept going on both sides. And then on one side, I noticed it came over the top, and that's when I said, I have to leave. And I turned around and I said, get out, get out, get out, get to the door, get to the door. And people stood there. There was a table in the way at the door, and I pulled that out just to get it out of the way so people can get out easier. And I never expected it to take off as fast as it did. It just, it was so fast. It had to be two minutes tops before the whole place was black smoke, quote-unquote from Brian Butler, the man, the controversial man, who filmed the entire fire on camera, all right? Now, I want to talk to you about the aftermath of the fire. What did this fire and tragedy cause? Now, after the fire, like a day later, the area of the fire was cleared and cleaned up. Also, it was used as a makeshift memorial for all 100 victims who passed away in this tragedy. Now, the governor, at the time of Rhode Island, declared the suspension and ban of fireworks in venues with fewer than 300 people. And I think fireworks should be banned on any building that is held inside. I think fireworks and pyrotechnics should only be used outside, that way fires can be controlled. However, this has, to my knowledge, been adapted by many states around the country. Other countries have also banned uh, the use of fireworks in small venues. Five months after the fire, the band Great White started a benefit tour and began playing for all the victims lost in the tragedy. Now, in 2003, the band stated they would never perform "Desert Moon" again. And guitarist Michael, uh, excuse me, guitarist Mark Kendall stated, "quote unquote, we haven't played that song. Things that bring back memories of that night, we try to stay away from. And that song reminds us of that night. We haven't played it since then, and probably never will." alright, that's what he would go on to say, and two years later though, in 2005, the band did perform Desert Moon as a two year anniversary tribute to the awful, awful tragedy, so, my words cannot define how tragic this tragedy was, so, on all the tragedies I'm going to do here on the In Your Face talk show on American Variety Network, I want to hear from some of the survivors. And we're going to start tonight. We're going to hear from a gentleman who survived the Station Nightclub fire. And he would go on to tell us what it was like to be trapped in that fire. And later on, this gentleman would actually go on to become an advocate for sprinklers because since the station nightclub fire, he feels that sprinklers are required for every single building in case a tragedy like this happens again. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear ourselves what it's like to have been in the Station Nightclub Fire on the night of Thursday, February 20th, 2003. Here is one of the many survivors from the Station Nightclub Fire.
2: I right, uh, came here with my fiance Donna Mitchell, my friends Mary Baker, Kathy Sullivan, and Pierre included, Doria, and we arrived. And i say it's probably between 8.30 and 9. We were at the stages down this end here. We were to the right of the stage, right about 12 feet back, kind of looking at an angle at the stage. They came out and you know immediately into the song, they had the pyro shoot off. And from the angle we were at, we could see both sides of the wall, either side of the drummers' alcove, was already on fire like, very quickly. And we are just like, wall's on fire. And we just kind of looked around, waiting to see if someone's going to put the fire out, and looked up like, the sprinkles aren't going off. I didn't know there were no sprinkles at the time. I just assumed that a club would have them. Um, and no one ran up there until... The fire grew to the ceiling, then people started realizing, hey, you set the stage on fire. When the flames went over our head, we hit the floor, and you know, then the heat's coming in, and really panic started setting in for the majority of people. I was on top of her, on top of Donna, and the people on top of me, were trying to just get everyone off us and get back up to our feet, and now it's really everyone for themselves and try to find a way out and the smoke just hit us like it it, it literally felt like you got hit in the face of a bat It was just this intense heat that hit you so hard you went down you know at that point we got separated briefly when people were pushing through but i could see her because i'm laying on the floor and you had about this much visibility in the building and you can just see bodies and you can see the flames dropping down from the ceiling and I could still see her sneakers and I was able to crawl over and just pull on her feet and try to pull her towards me and she wasn't conscious so she wasn't responding to me at all and I didn't think I had anything left in me so I just laid there and, and it felt like eternity lying there and it was probably Say about a minute, and it wasn't until I just started crawling again, and I crawled around and held my hand up and just felt along the wall and went around the vestibule to the front door, and there was a hole in the wall where I guess there was an ATM, and they took it out because they're selling the building the next day, so it was just a piece of plywood. Someone had already kicked that out, and. When my hand went through that, I thought it was a window, so I just dove through the hole in the wall, and I wound up about six feet in front of the front door, and I was in the middle of the vestibule, and I looked to my right, and this is a wall of flames, and I looked to my left, and I could see flashing lights, so I crawled out, and I was at the railing in the stairs, and I just see all the firefighters and everything, and I dove into the parking lot, and kind of leaned against the tour bus, and and the firefighters ran over and grabbed me because my shirt was still smoldering and my hair was smoldering. And they dragged me across the street to where triage was. And I, at that point, I was going into shock. I wasn't breathing. They just two of them just picked me up and carried me. When they carried me, I was actually facing the building. And they were running. Each of them had a shoulder, and we were running that direction. And I'm just staring at the building, and as soon as we hit the edge of the parking lot, I just see the roof just collapse in. So, and I was probably out of the building a minute, minute and a half at that point. And last thing I remember is getting into the ambulance. I didn't even go to triage. It was the first ambulance that had a stretcher in it still. They put me in, and they started cutting my clothes off and oxygen mask. And I just hear them telling me to stay with them, stay with them. That's the last I remembered until I woke up 12 days later. Uh, My cousin's a deputy fire chief in Whitman, Mass. And he asked if I would attend a meeting that, I guess Massachusetts put a coalition together after the fire that Governor Romney had. They had four meetings in different parts of the state and they had one down in Hyannis and he asked if I would attend it wound up being a speaker at it and granted all the investigations were ongoing, there wasn't much I could say at all so I just kind of pressed the issue of sprinklers and that was my first time doing it um, and then soon after that I got connected with the Phoenix Society and it took a few years but they were slowly building me up to be an advocate for sprinkler safety, and then probably three years ago, for them, I started speaking as an advocate. Because this didn't need to happen, and it's happened way too many times in history. You know, just in the United States, it's happened. You know, well over a dozen times we've had just mass casualty deaths that, if it had sprinklers in any of the buildings. There probably would have been zero deaths. And even since this nightclub fire in 2003, it's happened worldwide. You know, and if the United States is going to be a world leader in anything, you know, that's something very small. You know, we want to be the best in safety. We want to be the best in fire departments, law enforcement, or whatever it is. You know, we can't look at these other countries that are, that have nightclub tragedies, which have been so many of them in the past nine years, and look at them while well, it's a third world country. Of course it is. It happened here a lot more times than it happened in their country. You know, and it's common sense. You know, it's pure common sense that buildings like this, every building should have them. I read the arguments against the passing, and I understand nobody wants to spend the money. They just want to make money, but this type of business comes with an expectation of safety by the public. You cannot assume that people will get out of your establishment if there is a fire. Picture your busiest night, full capacity. People are having fun, drinking, to listening to a band, then boom, there's a fire. You would think that everyone could go to the nearest exit but human nature sets in. And I think going to Chattanooga, Tennessee and advocating for sprinkler safety in nightclubs specifically, down there, and having it passed, so the city city ordinance was changed, so that they're now going to have sprinklers in all the nightclubs. I think that what that was like the biggest step forward I could have taken, and really made me think like, all right, this this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It it works, you know, and I'm I'm helping the way I'm supposed to be helping. So it, it's it's a huge feeling.
1: Alright, so it actually was kind of good to hear from one of the survivors of the Station Nightclub fire tragedy. And I am really saddened to hear that his wife Donna passed away, I believe. I believe I heard that, but I'm really saddened to hear that. And it really is sad that this building, Station Nightclub, had to burn down and cause so many. You know, a lot of people came here to have a few drinks and see Great White perform, and they never realized that a massive fire was going to strike and that it could potentially end their lives. It brings me to the point that you never know when a tragedy is going to strike, and that survivor taught me that. He taught me, and I learned that from just hearing him talk for eight minutes it taught me you never know when strategy is going to strike so we should all pledge every time we get out of the house to make sure we know what to do in case there is a fire and we have to make sure that all the buildings we go to have a sprinkler system because if you go to a building that does not have a sprinkler system i probably would never go in there in case there was a fire i'm just saying that's my personal take from the survivor story and uh... that was a great story All right. so right now i would like to take a quick few moments of silence for all one hundred people who tragically perished in the fire and i'd also like to take a moment of silence for all two hundred and thirty people who were injured so listeners i ask that you please join me and a few moments of silence for everybody who passed away in this tragedy and for everybody whose life is always going to be different because of this tragedy all right listeners thank you very much for joining me for that moment of silence for all the victims who were really injured or who passed away in this tragedy all right we're gonna go ahead and take a intermission, and we're gonna hear a song that has become synonymous with tragedies, and we're also gonna hear a word from our supporters of our great podcast. Coming up next, right after the intermission, we're gonna have a discussion on what made this tragedy, the Station Nightclub fire, very controversial, and then I'm gonna share my thoughts on how this tragedy could have been avoided, and then I'm going to talk about what you and I can learn from this tragedy. But first, we're going to take our intermission, and I want to play a song that a lot of us Americans usually associate with tragedies, and this song is from the movie Titanic, and the Titanic is a true life tragedy itself, but this song has been used for 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, and some other tragedies by people who have been researching and doing documentaries on these kind of tragedies. So tonight, we're going to use this song for this tragedy as well. The name of this song is a Titanic song. There's actually no name for it. I couldn't find a name for it in my research. Anyways, here it is, a Titanic song for this tragedy. Podcast. Well, look no further than Jackie's help and advice for promoting on Facebook. Jackie will help you advertise your goods and help you spread the word. I, Alice Cardinelli, have personally been great friends with Miss Jackie Wilkes, and she has a very kind heart. And she is a very sweet lady, and she will definitely help you grow. like she has helped Alice Cardinelli grow. To advertise and promote your business or anything you want to advertise, please like and check out the page. Jackie's help and advice for promoting on Facebook. What do you, the listeners? Think of today's show so far. Are you enjoying it? If you ever have any questions, comments, or concerns about our show, please feel free to contact us at American Variety Network at outlook.com. That's American Variety Network at outlook.com. If you'd like to offer your thoughts and feedback on any of our shows. We'd appreciate any of your thoughts and opinions. Have a nice day, and enjoy the rest of the show. While you're here listening to this show on Blog Talk Radio, feel free to check out some of the other great shows Blog Talk Radio has to offer. There are shows for everyone, whether it be... Sports shows, politics shows, comedy shows, talk shows, and yes, even church, religious shows. Become a loyal listener of...
0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Today. BlogTalkRadio.com
0: Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough... To talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to the right talk show. You're tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show. With your host, the crazy Italian-American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected. Laugh at what is said, or you may scream. In your case, but back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show. You're listening to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blast Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to the In Your Face Talk Show here on American Variety Network. Tonight, I debut my brand new series called American Tragedies. And tonight, I've been discussing the tragedy of the Station Nightclub fire in 2003 in West Warwick, Rhode Island, which obviously resulted in the deaths of 100 people, injuring 230 people. And And before intermission, we were talking about the actual tragedy itself, and we heard from one of the many survivors of the Station Nightclub fire. And right now, We are going to talk about how this tragedy has been very controversial, and then we'll talk about how this tragedy could have been avoided and much more. So, like I said, the Station Nightclub fire has been very controversial. Now, one of the things that has made this tragedy very controversial, and one of the things that often was discussed was the fact that the club owners allowed way more people than capacity would allow. Alright, this is one of the reasons they, the owners, were held responsible for the tragedy. And we discussed this earlier in the show. Now, if your building can only allow 404 people safely, then you should have only allowed 404 people in the building. Now, by allowing 58 extra people, that tells me the building owners had no, no, no clue what they were doing, or they did not care that an emergency could have happened. All right, now let's say a fire did not happen. Somebody could have broken in and killed everybody in the building, and that would have been 400 58, or excuse me, I don't even know what I was saying there. There could have been 58 extra people that have been killed. All right? Same thing happened in the fire. A higher chance of morality rates are up because extra people were put in the building. Now, obviously, I'm not a firefighter. I'm not even a safety member. I shouldn't even be talking about safety, but it is common sense. The owners were looking for money. They were looking for ways to get extra money, so they did not care about the safety. They cared about getting paychecks and getting profits, so they sold extra tickets. And this is is one of the reasons that so many people died and so many people were injured in this tragedy. This is actually one of the most looked-up reasons of the fire department, the fire captain, and everyone that researched this tragedy. This is one of the most talked-about incidents is the fact that the owners allowed more people and actually the owners were sentenced to prison for a couple of years for this fact and also the fact that they knew that the band manager was going to use um foam that could light on fire now another controversial part of this tragedy was that after an investigation by the national institute of standards and technology NIST concluded that if the nightclub had a fire sprinkler system, many lives could potentially have been saved. Because the system would have contained the fire long enough to allow people to escape. And that is how um, a lot of lives would have been saved. And that is exactly what that survivor was trying to teach everybody. And he was trying to educate potential tragedies that a sprinkler system would save a lot of lives. But that's beyond the point. I don't even know why I'm saying that now. But the controversy behind this was that a lot of people's lives could possibly been saved if a fire sprinkler system was installed in and in, in, uh inside the building. Now as you guys know, I took up culinary arts for three years, and one of our classes was fire safety because obviously we're cooking with fire, and we need we need to know what to do in case a fire strikes our restaurant and The first thing we were told if you ever deal with food or beverage, you need a fire sprinkler system and in culinary arts, usually the fire sprinkler system is the ansel system. But they all work the same. They all fight the fire long enough to allow people. Sometimes the fires are too big that even the fire sprinkler system is not going to put out the fire. But what it will do is it will contain the fire long enough to give people the chance to escape. Nine times out of ten, a fire sprinkler system is going to reduce the number of injuries and deaths. And it's going to actually minimize the chance of a tragedy. So I really don't understand why the station nightclub did not have a sprinkler system. But here's where the controversy comes for the sprinkler system. It was argued because the building was built in 1946 and its small size that the nightclub did not need a fire sprinkler system and it was exempt from the requirements, but, easily, a fire sprinkler system could have easily been added to the nightclub, I think it actually was part of the owners being lazy and not putting it in, but that's just me saying that, I'm a nobody, um, But easily, if the owners wanted to do things right, they could have paid the money to have the fire sprinkler system put in. But many people sided with the owners, saying that the building was way too old, and even with the fire sprinkler system, it would have not worked. I don't know. Who knows? But before the fire, the nightclub converted from a restaurant to a nightclub. So that's another thing that people added into the mix. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Release of the footage of the fire has resulted in much controversy over the years, as people like myself have felt that the videos should have been kept private. And I mentioned this earlier in the show, we talked about the videos of the tragedy being on YouTube. Alright, and like I said, I, I was really frightened at that, I was kind of scared for days. I, as a 22 year old, had nightmares seeing that video, hearing people scream. And stuff, I actually don't think that that belongs on YouTube, but if you go on YouTube, you're gonna see all the negative comments plus people saying it belongs on YouTube, so there's a controversy there that you can only see on youtube, so that is how this tragedy has been controversial now, I want to talk to you how this tragedy the station nightclub fire, could have been avoided, obviously. This tragedy could have been avoided if people left during the first sight of fire. Now, I don't understand why you would stay in a burning building. Why would you stay in a building if you saw fire? If it was me or you, my listeners, we would leave the first sight of fire. All right? Now, obviously, this tragedy could have been avoided if the owners stopped entry after the capacity was filled. There would be, there would be, uh, potential for nobody to have been killed, but, who knows? Alright, there would have been so many injuries and deaths if the owners did not let those 58 extra people in the building. This tragedy could have been minimized or avoided in whole if the owners stopped at 404 people. Also... This tragedy could have been avoided if no foam was used, alright? The fire was started by the foam and the pyrotechnics, so let me change that. If there was no pyrotechnics and no foam used, this tragedy would have been avoided. I don't understand why the band felt that using pyrotechnics was going to help create an effect, I don't know. Maybe the band was not good, so they had to use pyrotechnics to get the people interested in them. I don't know. But honestly, the would has not happened or has not spread if there was no pyrotechnics or no foam. But I'm not a scientist, so there's no scientific proof saying that. That's just my honest opinion. All right? And the last thing we'll talk about on today's tragedy show is what you and me can learn from this. What you and I can learn from this. If you see fire, leave. No matter how good the performance is, or whatever, your life is more valuable than any form of entertainment. So, if you are going to, let's say, a Super Bowl, or a WrestleMania, or even if you're going to a nightclub in your area, and you see fire, leave. Save yourself your life, and the opportunity of injury by leaving at the first sight of fire. You're going to be a complete idiot if you stay in a burning building. So leave at the first sight of fire if you can. All right? So this is our very first tragedy show, and it is on the Station Nightclub fire. And I hope I provided you with a lot of information on this fire And I hope you really enjoyed this show, and hopefully none of you will ever be caught in a fire. And I hope that this series will continue to become a popular series, and you'll learn about all of these tragedies. So, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. To the return of the American Variety Network and our very first episode of American Tragedy Hour. I hope you all learned a thing or two about the Station Nightclub Fire in West Warwick, Rhode Island. Should you have any additional comments or questions on the Station Nightclub Fire, please email me at Network at Outlook.com. Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to talk to you guys about a really bad natural disaster tragedy. Next Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to talk about Hurricane Katrina from August of 2005. That has to be the worst hurricane tragedy I can remember in my lifetime. So join me next Monday as I talk to you about Hurricane Katrina. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode of the In Your Face Talk Show here on American Variety Network. I, Alice Cardinelli, am so glad to be back here on Blog Talk Radio. I hope all of you give me a chance. I hope all of you listen to my shows. I hope all of you guys enjoy my shows. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great week. And... Happy Monday evening. Have a nice week. Have a nice day.
0: And thank you for tuning in. Good night, everybody.